Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is set for one episode. Your host from Columbus, Ohio, is Michael Kirk. Welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast. Hello and welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast, your digital audio dirt sheet for all things Super Show. Top story for this week, Huntsville Comic and Pop Culture Expo. As I'm recording this, it's the last day of the expo. They are probably closed by now. Let me go through the events. Let me go through the releases. I'm going to start with the releases. Friday, there weren't too many releases. As far as I know, there were no con-exclusive promos like there were last year. There was only one competitor set released. That was Ninja Hummingbird. And there were a number of Ring of Fire cards that were available for sale, both on the website as well as in person at the convention at Huntsville Comic and Pop Culture Expo. Breaking news, though, shortly before I started recording, apparently they had a bunch of other competitor sets at the convention that they just completely overlooked. So we have new releases such as the trio of the Brain Trust with a complete set of finishes, the Tornado Tag Team of the Duo Decimal System, complete set of finishes, the Dweeb, the 2020 CCC winner competitor set with finishes is out. I believe there's a new Wiser Wizard with a new finish. There's a Brian Whitford Schmidt with a new finish. A number of new competitor sets were discovered upon them packing up at the end of the day, Sunday, at Huntsville Comic and Pop Culture Expo. Those will be going on sale on Supershowthegame.com at noon Eastern Monday. So, if you're interested in picking those up, that's a good time to get them. That's when they're going on sale. They announced during the stream where they revealed they discovered these competitor sets that there is a limited run. They did not make a big run. I'm surprised they did not make a big run. Because some of these, I know people are waiting for. I mean, the 2020 CCC winners in there. I mean, clearly, that's a competitor people want to see. Otherwise, wouldn't have won the CCC. So, why that would be limited, I don't know. But, that's the announcement. Those go on sale Monday. That's April 25th. There apparently were also some entrance cards released. Five entrance cards. Those are already on sale on the website. Those went on Friday, as well as some alternate art versions of the face series, the um, original Gen Con face series, the running face kick at number 22, the flying face buster at number 23, and the inverted face lock at number 24. Those are the cards that you flip for and add one for your discard pot in your hand. Those already out, but new competitor sets releasing Monday that were discovered at Huntsville Comic and Pop Culture Expo. Speaking of alternate art cards, Friday night there was a tournament at the convention where the winner of the tournament would be able to create an alternate art card and super show the game. There were 10 players in the tournament. I don't know anything about the structure. I don't know anything about how they determine the top cut. The finals of the singles tournament 
was a trios match. We saw Bob Dunn playing as Robert the Brain Dunn versus Joel Williams, everyone's enemy, playing as El Super Hombre and Hold the Line Harry playing as Gia de los Muertos. Hold the Line Harry was the 2021 champion of Huntsville. There was a stipulation in this match. There was a special guest referee of Mysterious, meaning everyone could use Mysterious's gimmick. That gimmick is when your card is stopped, you draw one card. Jeremy Steigerwald, who was running that event, made the statement that that was determined before Gia was in the finals. That was determined many hours before the finals took place. This was a very Short match. At crowd meter zero, Joel Williams plays a submission finish against Hold the Line Harry. Hold the Line Harry had earlier used his DDT to stop a chugga 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 chug from the brain from Bob Dunn. So he had no stop for the submission finish. Joel Williams rolls a 10. And even with Bob Dunn assisting, Hold the Line Harry does not break out. Joel Williams wins the 2022 Huntsville Comic and Pop Culture Expo Heavyweight Championship Tournament, meaning he'll get to create that alternate art card for the Super Show. He also will face last year's winner, Hold the Line Harry, for a shot at the championship. Now, this to me is kind of an odd choice. Normally, at these convention tournaments, the tournament winner has just declared the champion for that year. Apparently at Huntsville, they've decided that the previous champion will defend against the tournament winner. And the previous champion gets to use, from what I saw, and I could be wrong about this, they get to use the heavyweight championship belt. So they get that plus two to either their strike, grapple, or submission skill. That was very much a surprise to me. I'm surprised they decided to do that in the format, especially when we get to the tag team format later. But Hold Line Harry, playing as Hold Line Harry, faces Joel Williams, playing as El Super Hombre, in a match that goes all the way to crowd meter four, no stipulation. The winner, pulling it out at the end and remaining the Huntsville. World Heavyweight Champion, Hold the Line Harry. Congratulations to him for winning that. Saturday, there's no event. Instead, convention goers are urged to go to a New South Pro Wrestling show taking place from what I read about 30 minutes from the convention hall. This is the uh, promotion that SRG produced a box set for earlier this year that dump Sanders Runs. There were, from what I understand, a couple of championship matches that took place that day. The first, the Bluegrass Championship was on the line. The champion, Jeff McPeak, a.k.a. Generally Wong, playing as Pretty Boy Snow, took on the challenger, Mackenzie McPeak, a.k.a. Mac Attack, using Merlin Von Berlin. This was right at the end of the convention. The convention hall was closing in 15 minutes, so if the match could not be completed in 15 minutes, the champion would retain. However, at crowd meter one, 
Mac attack hits the finish. Rolls, I believe, a 10. The champion cannot kick out. And so Mac attack is the new bluegrass champion. Congratulations to her. The other championship match took place a bit earlier. Was for the ACCW Heavyweight Championship. The current champion was Joel Williams. He was the champion, the reigning champion with Ra Ra Perry. His challenger, booked apparently by Teddy Long, the Lucha Maniacal Uberstar, playing as the Lucha Maniacal Uberstar. This was also a short match, only went to crowd meter one. The winner, new champion, Lucha Maniacal Uberstar. Congratulations to the Uberstar for becoming ACCW champion. Finally, there is a Huntsville Tag Team Tournament Sunday. I have no details about the tournament except that the team of Bridges and Dunn, this is a team of a new player, Chris Bridges, playing as Jupiter, and veteran player Bob Dunn, playing as King Kong Dundee, won the whole tournament. As a result of their victory, they took on the previous year's champions for a shot to become the, I guess, undisputed Huntsville Tag Team Champions. Now, here's the thing. The previous year's champions were Sean Loeb and the Lucha Maniacal Uberstar. Sean Loeb was not at the Huntsville Comic and Pop Culture Expo this year. So they used Freebird rules and teaming up with Lucha Maniacal Uberstar, who was playing his style O, was New South Pro Wrestling's own Dump Saunders, who is going to be playing in this match as himself. This also was a relatively short match. The winners here, new champions, Bridges and Dunn. Congratulations to them. Now, getting back to what I said about the strange decision to have that year's tournament face off against the previous champion, this shows you the issue with that. You know, this year, the 2021 Huntsville Tag Team Champions weren't both in the building. Well, what happens if, for some reason, in 2023, Hold the Line Harry can't be at Huntsville? What if Bob Dunn and Chris Bridges can't be at the Huntsville Comic and Pop Culture Expo? Do the championship matches not happen? Do they get delayed? To me, this is why this has never been done before. And there are pitfalls with this. I don't know if this is a good system. It is, however, the system they've decided to go with at Huntsville. We'll just have to see how it works out. With that being said, that's going to do it for all the news coming out of Huntsville Comic and Pop Culture Expo. Next big event, next weekend, Rumble at the Refuge in Brunswick, Ohio. Sign-ups for that tournament still available online. Supershowthegame.com, the event section, not the online event section, the event section, $30 entrance fee, doors open at 8 a.m., tournament is supposed to start at 10 a.m., 2020 Vision is in effect, I believe X-Royce is banned, original GM Kalace is banned, original Swaggy D is banned. There will be three promo cards released. Steve Resk did post the images of those 
promo cards on the SRG Super Show discussion group on the thread discussing the event. There is also going to be a raffle. The first 30 people who signed up for Rumble at the Refuge will be in the raffle, and there will be a prize. Don't know what that prize is, but that prize has been announced. Steve Resk will be on hand at Rumble at the Refuge. I will be on hand at Rumble at the Refuge. I'm not sure who else. I imagine we'll see quite a few players from BCW and Columbus, from Rust Belt, over in the Cleveland area, and, of course, the players in the Brunswick area. We may see some of the Michigan players as well. The hardcore champion, Chris Pate, could make an appearance. We don't know. Don't be surprised if Hall of Famer Pat Mulligan, Pat the Thinker, is there as well. It's going to be, I think, a big, big crowd. The Northeast Ohio events traditionally draw big crowds. I would not be shocked to see 40, 50 players at this event. Outside of that, the next big event that I'm aware of is Origins, which is in June. I believe it's the second weekend in June, Wednesday through Sunday. And then nothing's really in May. Don't know if there are any plans for May that SRG is going to announce right now. From what I know, May is open. No real big tournaments. No CACs. Rumble at the Refuge is a CAC tournament, a Create a Competitor tournament, in case I haven't mentioned that. The prize for winning the main tournament is the ability to create a competitor in Super Show the Game. The next topic for the show is going to be championship matches. We had a couple of championship matches this week, not as many as we've had in the past. The first took place Sunday, just too late for me to report on it. This was the Midwest Coast Championship. The champion, Dizzy Derailed, playing as the villain Marty Skrull, took on the challenger, the Oracle, playing as Ruby Renegade. This was a match that went to crowd meter four, and it was actually, from what I saw, very heavily in the favor of the Oracle. Dizzy Derailed was able to stay in it because the belt gives her plus one to her breakout rolls, which saved her at crowd meter two and at crowd meter three. At crowd meter four, however, the Oracle hits a finish that is too high for Dizzy to break out of, and the Oracle becomes the new Midwest Coast champion. Congratulations to the Oracle. I believe this is her first time holding a regional belt. Congratulations to her. Friday night, there are advertised two championship matches. The first, the Intergalactic Championship, the current champion, Dick Thunderlips, versus the Challenger Split, who seemingly won the Intergalactic Birdcage of Doom, but at the last minute was instantly KO'd by the seventh entrant, Dick Thunderlips. I'm not sure the mechanics of this, how this worked, but somehow Dr. Dick Thunderlips, who apparently is from an alternate timeline or a parallel universe, assisted Split in actually rewinding time. So two weeks ago, when the Birdcage of Doom took place and when Dick Thunderlips was the seventh entrant, instead of knocking out Split, instead he lost. And so Split is now the reigning and defending intergalactic champion And he's been that champion ever since that birdcage. 
Total Shock, not sure how the mechanics of that work, but Split is the current champion, and he did not defend that belt Friday night. We did see a defense of the Underworld Championship. Alec Ventresca, the champion with Kenny Omega, took on the challenger Candy Mam, playing as Candy Mam. Candy Mam won an eight-player contender tournament to become the contender for the belt. Because Alec Ventresca used cards that would cause a disqualification in the last match against John Pulverino, they decided to make this a no-disqualification match. I'm surprised I would have reserved a no-disqualification for a rematch with a player who won, but won via disqualification, so they did not get the championship. They apparently decided to take away the champion's advantage by making this match a no-disqualification. It did not really matter, though, because Candyman dominated the match won the vast, vast majority of turn rolls, hit a finish at crowd meter zero, and the champion could not break out. Candy Mam is the new LFF Underworld Champion. She's also currently the LFF Tri-State Champion and the LFF Play Pure Champion, so she's currently holding three belts. This is getting her a lot of buzz. People are mentioning her in the conversation for Player of the Year. Again, it's early Origins, Gen Con. Other things haven't happened yet. We will have to see, but she is making a case for herself as Player of the Year. That was it for the championship matches from this week. We did have a couple of contenders announced. For the LFF Triad Championship, the final contender had been named. The current champion is Kirk Polka. The first contender for the match because, again, all triad championship matches are triad matches. The first contender was Young Allergy. The second contender is going to be Le Penguin. So we will see Kirk Polka versus Young Allergy versus Le Penguin in the next LFF triad championship match. Date and time to be announced. We also have a new contender for the Deep Six Championship. The judge, Tim Riley, will challenge the current champion, Rowdy Ron, for the Deep Six Championship. Date and time to be named later. I announced last week that we're going to have an Underworld Tag Team Championship next Wednesday, April 27th, after Talk of the Universe. It's going to be the Champions Freezing Frenzy versus the Challengers Jaw Jammers. One half of Jaw Jammers, Kid Thunder, using his shot from his team, his faction winning Faction Wars 2, teaming up with James Booker to challenge Chris Pagillo and the Pink. The final bit of championship news, the current number one contender for the World Heavyweight Championship Tournament has hit the top 16. The top 16 and the stipulations for the top 16 will be posted Monday. So early next week, we will see who is in the top 16, what stipulations they are playing. That's going to do it for championship news. The last match in round one of the 2021 Create a Competitor competition has been announced. It's going to be a triad match. The Dispatcher, created by D. 
Deep Six Champion Rowdy Ron versus Private Cuddles, created by Jordan Hollerback, versus the Demon Johnny V, creator unknown to me, will face off in this final match. Voting will go live April 27th, 10 p.m. Eastern, around the time Talk of the Universe ends. It'll run 48 hours, concluding Friday, April 29th, same time, 10 p.m. Eastern. You can vote once per hour, every hour, for who you want to see go on to the second round of the 2021 CCC. I've seen promos from the Dispatcher. I've seen promos from Private Cuddles. I haven't seen anything yet from the Demon Johnny V. We'll just have to see what happens. There's still plenty of time. But that is the current matchup. I don't have a read on that. I believe I reported last week that there are going to be 12 people who make round two. There's going to be a choice from Pat the Thinker. There's going to be a choice from the SRG boss. There's going to be a fan vote. And then the other competitors in the CCC will get to vote for someone who did not make round two to go on to round two. That's how they're going to determine the final four for round two of the CCC. One last bit of news before I talk about tournaments from this past week. Evil Ed the Cheesehead is very active on the Twitch page, constantly giving viewers subscriptions to the SRG Universe Twitch channel. Evil Ed recently hit a total of 300 gifted subs to the SRG Universe Twitch channel. As a result, Steve Resk, the SRG boss, has awarded Evil Ed an alternate art card in Super Show the Game. In the previous Kickstarter, the Kickstarter from earlier this year, there were two decks people could pledge spots for. Some of those spots in those decks did not get used. So, the numbers of the cards remaining in each deck will be given to Evil Ed. He can choose which one of those two decks, which number card he wants to have made. Personally, Evil Ed, put Evil Ed in the game. You know, 300 gifted subs, give that man his own competitor and Super Show the game. But, you know, there's nothing wrong with an alternate art card. Congratulations to Evil Ed for being recognized. But do I think Evil Ed deserves more? Yeah, absolutely. Cheers to you, Evil Ed, for 300 gifted subs. Congratulations on the alternate art card. All right, now let's talk about the tournaments, the online tournaments from this past week for Super Show the Game. Monday night, we have another edition of Monday Night Boss Fights. Originally, it was run by the SRG Boss and the Cheetah. However, Due to some technical issues on the Cheetah's end, Chris Pajillo, the Italian Mabata, ends up taking over the event. This was a 12-player event. Two groups of six players each played off round-robin style. Top three from each group advanced to a top six cut. The top player from each group received a bye in the first round of the top cut. So we had two singles matches. 
Then the winners of those played the players that had a bye in the semis and then finals. Here are the top four from that event. In fourth place, using Night Terror, Jeff McPeak. In third place, using Dan Housen, the cannoli Anthony Perry. The finalists were the judge Tim Riley playing his big match Pete and Lucky Cat Nico playing his Rainbow Girl. The winner of the Monday Night Boss Fights, Lucky Cat Nico. Congratulations to Nico for the victory. Thursday night, we have another edition of Chibi's Thursday Night Fights. There were 16 players in this week's tournament, four groups of four players, each player playing the other players in their group. Top two from each group advanced to the top eight. So in the quarterfinal round, all the players played using the Liger's Den stipulation. In the semifinals, all the players played using the Beast Unchained stipulation. The finals match and the third place match were both played using the Lumberjack match stipulation. In fourth place, playing his big bad Bobby D was Bob Dunn. In third place, playing his Rhaegar Dragon God, Brian Wait for it Schmidt. The finalists were Chris Pate and the judge Tim Riley, both playing as Sammy the Draw Callahan. I asked Chibi about this. He does not do diversity in Thursday night fights. So multiple people can make the top cut with the same competitor. So we have a mirror match, same to the draw Callahan versus same to the draw Callahan in a lumberjack match. And the winner, using same to the draw Callahan, Chris Pate. Congratulations to Chris Pate for winning Thursday night. Friday night, there's a pop-up event. I believe this is one of the Scales of Equity events. Those are the events where when you win turn rolls, you start getting minuses to your turn rolls until your opponent wins. That's just a general rule of that. Six players in this event. I don't know much about the format that was used or the competitors that were used, but the finalists end up being Chris Pagillo, who was playing as the Magnificent Mr. Ray, versus Brian Waitford Schmidt. And I don't know who he was playing, but the winner of this event... Brian Waitfort Schmidt, congratulations to him. Honorable mention, this is the third second place finish for Chris Pagillo, the Italian Bombata, in the scale of equity events. The first time playing as the Italian Bombata, the second time is Eric Jaden, and of course in this one as the magnificent Mr. Ray. Congratulations to both of them. Chris Pagillo for getting your third second place finish in the Scales of Equity events. And, of course, Brian Waitford Schmidt for winning this pop-up event. As far as future online events go, there's currently nothing listed on supershowthegame.com. But look for something Monday night. Look for something Thursday night. Dojo is always Tuesday night. And then who knows? And, of course, in person. The big in-person event, Rumble at the Refuge, Refuge Gaming in Brunswick, Ohio. Doors open 8 a.m., tournament starts 10 a.m., $30 sign-up, 
on supershowthegame.com under the event section. Other than that, I'm still encouraging people to follow the show on Twitter, twitter.com slash outlawmudcast, capital O, capital M, no spaces. With that being said, that'll do it for this week's episode of the Outlaw Mudcast. I'd like to thank all of you for listening, and a good day.